Welcome to Socially Distanced. On this episode, we have Dawn. Thanks for joining me, Dawn. Happy to. Thank you for having me. Uh, something I'm starting, because all of these conversations are kind of new, is just tell us where you're at and what's your setup at the moment with social distancing. Where I am. So I am uh, currently in my bedroom. Uh, I am facing a literally three foot high mountain of clean clothes. Clean clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm working from my bedroom today. I've been going, um, I have three, three or four workstations. I have two places in my living room that I kind of toggle between. Um, I have like a desk that. in my, yeah, I have a desk in my spare bedroom uh, that gets really good light at certain points of the day. So I like to go in there. Uh, and get some, you know, indirect sunlight. And then uh, there is my bedroom. So today I am in my bedroom. With clean laundry, which is less stressful than dirty laundry. Indeed. <laughs> and you're based in DC, which I know. Yes. And what, you know, what have the last couple of weeks been like? So it's, Mar it's April. Oh my God. I was, I said, I was going to say it's March. It's April 2nd. <laughs> Um, so what, what, what are the, let's say the last month, I mean, sort of when, when did all of this start settling in for you and, and what has that been like? Yeah. I mean, so I am an entrepreneur, as you know, um, I run a company, uh, and then I also do work for, I run operations for, uh, not 501c3, um, for their DC chapter. And so, um, you know, we are remote on both of those for both of those jobs. And so, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of my job was going out and, and networking with people. Um, and so I would be remote and, and kind of in the house and in my home offices for part of the day. And the other part of the day, I would usually be at events and networking. Obviously, the events and networking piece has dried up. Um, but it's this isn't foreign for me is the point that I'm making. Um, this all started, I think it's been about four weeks for me. Um, about a week before, I think people really started sounding the alarms. My parents, who are both police officers, uh, you know, really called and urged me to stay home as much as possible. And so that's when I started doing my stock ups. So what, can you give us like a date ish? I want to say. Um, let's look at the calendar. OK, but I don't I don't know what day it is. What yeah. day is it? Really? Oh, it's a Thursday. <laughs> I think around the 12th, okay. I want to say around the 12th, um, yeah, around the 12th of March, I started shutting it, things down. Uh, and so it's been, let's see, it might have been earlier than that. I think it might have been around the 6th uh, so that they might have started pushing me. Where are your parents' police officers? Sure. So my parents are both retired. Uh, but their entire life is kind of uh, connected to MPD, so the kind of DC Police Department. Got it. Um, yeah, and so as things started to ramp up, as you know, uh, so what happens whenever there's an emergency? Uh, sometimes we don't know what the emergency is, but they'll start to put the mayor's office will start to call the police officers to, you know, work those double shifts and. Uh, they'll start to have to put their families on notice that they're going to be away for a while. And so when that started to ramp up, 
my mom and my dad got word again they're retired so they're not having to deal with any of this but they got word that you know something was going down and that's when they started calling me and telling me hey you know you really need to stock up and make sure you're okay we don't know what's going to happen but clearly they're going to be changes i think that's such an interesting so one amazing that you kind of had this you know a little a little bit of a heads up locally and domestically we had a global heads up because what was happening mean, it happened in china then it happened in europe right and maybe the collective population of the united states had our head in the sand a little bit um but what i'm hearing is like there are certain groups of people or certain organizations or certain communities that saw this a little bit more in advance or had a little bit more information and because of this day-by-day nature had a couple extra days to wrap their head around it or prepare. So that's an interesting thinking about it from the sort of first responder perspective. Yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, it was definitely one of those. I've always found it kind of obnoxious when my parents are like, there's something's going to happen. You really need to buckle down. And, you know, they get really kind of crazy about me traveling during certain times. Um, But this was definitely one of the times where it really came in handy. And you listened. I did. What was it about this time? Uh, I think it was the confluence of factors. Often when they do this, I don't really have anything to... So so here's the thing. Sometimes these things don't pan out. And so my parents go crazy. They don't right. really know what the situation is. I don't know what the situation is. And there isn't any kind of corroborating mm-hmm. you know, media. Um, but in this case, we saw, kind of again, like you said, what happened in China. We saw what happened in Europe. Uh, and the alarm bells were kind of ringing. I think during that time, I remember, you know, I still had friends who were saying, oh, I'm going to go on that, you know, my birthday trip in April. And, uh, you know, people were definitely not, I don't think, really taking it quite as seriously. Yeah. Uh, so that really kind of helped ground me a bit. So you got this heads up from your folks. You had supporting information globally. And what, what what are the next couple of weeks look like for you? So the next couple of weeks look like a little brown woman running around her <laughs> 700 foot place with her hair on fire just constantly. I mean, as I think you're probably experiencing. Um, so it's, it's like, first of all, I, you know, I run a startup. And we're kind of experiencing a version of what everyone is experiencing. Our funding Mm -hmm. is drying up. Consumers are a little bit more hesitant, a lot more hesitant, um, which is concerning. Uh, And then on top of that, you know, I work with the Veneta Project. Uh, We work with 501c3s and uh, investors and VCs and both of those groups, you know, my other kind of startup peers and also the investors that we serve, they're also freaking out, right? These investors, uh, their funds are, their LPs are pulling out, their portfolios are drying up. Um, Our startups are all trying to figure out how to pivot for this environment. They're trying to figure out where to, you know, supplement their funding because, you know, uh, such and such pitch competition was canceled. So, you know, I think everyone's hair is on fire. And so I've been toggling between 
two environments and trying to figure out how to chart a path forward for both. So with my own startup, you know, we've had to kind of uh, maybe pivot our, our business model just a little bit. We've had to think about our funding differently. We've definitely had to change our plans with respect to marketing and, and paid marketing. And then on the startup side, on, on the, you know, nonprofit side, it's been a lot of, I mean, we've put together tons of programming just in the past week and a half mm. um, to address all the stuff. We've had uh, advisory board meetings and uh, venture committee meetings to just kind of get a sense of where everyone is uh, and what everyone needs. And so um, it, it's it's been just kind of, you know, uh, pants on fire for the past few weeks. Um, and add to that the fact that you know, I think there's a common understanding that when you're meeting people in person, when you're having in-person meetings, um, you can only do so many of those a day, right? Like no one, no humane person is going to schedule 10 back-to-back in-person meetings in under normal circumstances. It doesn't happen. But from what I'm hearing, it's not just me, it's all of us. It's, you know, from very early until very late, um, everyone has back-to-back Zoom meetings. Now, I think each of those meetings in and of themselves take a lot less energy, um, especially for those of us who are introverts. Normally, when I'm going out, I love networking. I love meeting people, but it takes a lot out of me. So I can only Mm. do one or two of those a day. Um, I can handle more Zoom meetings, but I can't quite handle two things, the, you know, increase in frequency. And I also have trouble with, you know, if my entire day is all meetings, well, then when am I supposed to get the work done? Right. So that pushes the time that you can really start processing the deliver the the deliverables back further and further. I think people in this environment are a little bit more comfortable scheduling video meetings later into the evening where you would never schedule a business in person at 7 p.m. That seems to be completely (laughs) it seems to be completely normal in these times. And so, you know, I'm finding that it's harder and harder to get the work done. So the work is getting pushed back until you just kind of the wee hours of the morning and so it's been it's been a grind to be perfectly honest it's been a grind um I'm actually thankful for it because I have an anxious personality and I think if I were just watching you know the news all day I would be panicking out of my skin actually I called you I think a couple of weeks ago and told you that I was starting to really panic (laughs) which is odd for me yeah like I'm not a panic I'm not a I'm not a scaredy cat um, but this particular situation, just sitting and watching the news for as much as I was during that time, I've since turned it off. But during that time, it really, it, it really got to me in a visceral way. Yeah. And so, uh, while this, these past few weeks have been a bit exhausting, I believe that I choose, I would choose to be a, a little bit more on the tired side than on the panicky side. I mean, you just brought up so many important so things. Yeah, so many things, and and so many of them are, as you mentioned, these are things that you're hearing from other people. You know, in one respect, we're physically distanced from people, and it creates a level of social distancing, which obviously we've all talked about and the namesake of the show, but that there is this almost frantic increase yeah. in connecting with people to compensate, whether it's for professional reasons if you have your own business and you're, you know, thinking about what well, I don't want the, I don't want the, 
relationships to fade and then I can't make my business grow the way I want or whether it's look I can't handle the news which I completely resonates with me it's it's too much I look at I, there's two websites I look at and they're all it's all data-based yeah. no no commentary because I can't handle commentary right now mm -hmm. um, and then these questions like you just said you would rather be tired than panicky we're, we're being faced with these questions and and new realities that are hopefully temporary um, but that put us in an interesting spot, right? Yeah, very. B busy body exhaustion or slow down, maybe overconsumed. And I'm wondering if you, if there's any glimmer or glimpse for you of an in between, because let's say this carries on for a couple months. Yeah. Right? The busy body, seven a.m. to seven p.m. Zoom calls isn't going to be sustainable. No. Well, I mean, you've heard me say in every obstacle there's an opportunity and yeah. even you know in a normal time in a normal under normal circumstances there's going to be especially for those of us who are kind of in startup land there's always going to be a lot of demands on us mm -hmm. uh, and I think that this is one of those exaggerated uh, opportunities that forces you to put the infrastructure in place that you maybe should have had in place anyway uh, and so, you know, I actually just got off the phone with my guy, Mac at Tedco. You probably know him. McKeever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was chiding me for not, um, for just kind of pulling the hours and kind of not having any infrastructure or routine. And he's right. And so what I've, uh, what I promised him I would do is this weekend, I would, uh, pause, shut down and really put some processes and some boundaries into place and a better routine into place. So normally, especially working remotely, I'm very good about having a routine. I wake mm -hmm. up at 730 every morning. I go to my 9 a.m. ballet class. I run my errands. I work from this hour to this hour. I might go to an event. Like I have a very uh, like staid routine, um, mm -hmm. a routine with a little bit of flexibility, but nonetheless, there's structure. Um, I've let go of that completely and I need to get back into that. So this weekend I'm going to take some time to reevaluate, uh, what that routine should look like in this environment, uh, and really bring some attention to putting that in place. Um, and also, uh, you know, things like, uh, eating, uh, I've, I've, because my hair's on fire, I've just been, you know, eating cans of soup. That's not good enough, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm going to do some, you know, meal prep and make sure that I have things at the ready uh, that are healthy and, you know, that I can grab really quickly. Uh, and I'm going to put some boundaries into place. I, this is a thing that has consistently plagued me throughout my career. I'm very bad at telling people no. I'm getting better at, but still not great at. Uh, delegating the way that I should. Um, and in order for me to be able to do what I need to do over the next month, two months, three months, however long this lasts, I've got to have processes in place. So uh, I'm going to bring some attention to that this weekend. And, you know, I think, I hope that these lessons will carry over to my normal world because I, I, I've never been great at setting boundaries. So this is a great time to get a handle on it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that's something that I've been thinking about, and something that I, that really resonates for me is this idea of routine and boundary, and what we did before doesn't necessarily translate to what's we need to do now. 
it's just what you said right the 7:30 the ballet like your work schedule you, a lot of our operation now is from our home or from an apartment and so we're we're operating under a very different set of constraints and circumstances and you're and you're right it's super important yeah. to create those boundaries and routines so you know kudos to to talking to mac and and not just yeah. having a conversation but also something kind of struck you and taking it to heart so i would say if you have your routines and practices and you're listening that's incredible and you know and i i wish and hope that you stick with them and if you haven't gotten there yet this is the this is the time to start thinking about that how do you create those to support whether it's individually personally if you run a company if you you know are with your family or if you're with a roommate you know what yeah. routines and and boundaries can you create to make this more sustainable because this is a totally different way of living it is it's a very different way of living and it's not you know completely unworkable right if you work in the things that you need right if yeah. you're i've actually had more interaction with my best friends uh these past few weeks because we've been deliberate about scheduling our i don't know if you've seen uh there's an app called i think it's called party time um, i think it's an app it's called party time and it lets you kind of video conference with all of your friends. It's got, you know, cool um, filters and little things that you can add on. Um, and so we've been doing, we've been really digit, uh, we've been really diligent about scheduling that time. Well, before COVID, we weren't getting that time together. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, there are opportunities to do even better at the things that we should be doing anyway. Um, you know, yeah. Um, I, I want to interrupt because I 100% I agree. I've spent time with people that I haven't spent time with in years or, you know, family gatherings, you know, like big family events or when you would might hang out with your, your close family. I like hung out with all of my cousins on both sides, on my wife's side and my side. We don't do that. Normally we all live in different places, right? But we're all living in this inner, like this virtual world right now. We're like, oh, like, yeah, I can hang out with a cousin who's in Asheville in L.A. and I'm in D.C., you know? Yeah. It's actually, I misspoke. The name of the app is House Party. House Party. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let me... And things like, like, one more thing. Like, yes. the, I think the biggest silver lining here has been uh, that the only way that I'm legally allowed to go outside at this point is to run and to exercise mm. and I was off my running schedule for about I got sick somewhere in the winter maybe December January and so I hadn't run for maybe three months and so wow. this forced me to get back into it um, and so in some ways I'm grateful to COVID for that I mean it's making us think about what's important to us yeah right That's right for better or for worse and you know, for as long as, as people aren't, you know, epically impacted by this, whether it's yeah. health or safety or, you know, money, whatever, whatever category you, you use, there are a lot of opportunities to, to learn and to make some adjustments. Let me, let me ask a question. We'll zoom out. Think about this a little bit more globally. Let's. What are, what's something that you've been thinking about over the last three to four weeks or that you've reflected on 
sort of bigger picture could be for you could be yeah for the world's where where's your mind on that um so you know this has been a really interesting period historically to live through um i'm a big fan of history i won't call myself a history buff because i can't you know I, I recite the whatever uh but i <laughs> but i do find that i'm very interested in just our story as a species um, and one of the books that I'm reading right now is um, Sapiens, which I think right. is really popular. A lot of people um, are really into it. And it's just been so interesting to read that book while literally going through, um, you know, going through this process. Right. I think that we are. Um, so for those who are less familiar with the book, the author's thesis is that among other things uh what sets human beings apart isn't necessarily our language ability there are other species that have language it's not necessarily our intelligence because for a long time uh we as a species were really not so smart <laughs> um, what's really set us apart has been our ability to hold abstract views in our heads and uh kind of come together band together uh you know uh, in like in order to forward those abstract concepts um so he talks about uh religion he talks about kind of thinking about the nation state um thinking about race thinking about tribe um these are all kind of made up things that don't exist in any tangible way yeah. uh but we we rally together <clears throat> and 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 you know uh what's the word i'm looking for um our evolutionary advantage has been again not our strength not our smarts it's been our ability again to work together and have that kind of loyalty driving us and it's been really interesting to slowly watch that process take place before our very eyes. Right. Granted, there's been a lot of division, uh, especially in our country, right? There's been so much divisiveness. Um, and we definitely saw in the early days of this uh, pandemic, uh, there were a lot of people who uh, called fake news and no one really believed that this was what it is. Um, but slowly... We saw people rally together. We saw people pivot in their businesses to uh, where they might take a loss, but they serve the people around them. We yeah. watched, um, you know, stores, corporations, uh, you know, take steps to support uh, their customers and, you know, have special hours for the elderly. We, we watched our community come together. Uh, in it, we're coming together by staying apart, but nonetheless, we're coming together. Uh, because we understand that there's so much at stake for the people around us. It's not necessarily about uh, us. And for those, I mean, obviously the information about who's affected by COVID changes day by day. For a right. while, we thought that, you know, uh, young, healthy people were uh, more or less okay. That's being called into question. But, you know, before that was being called into question, we saw uh, young, healthy people do what they needed to do to support the more vulnerable people around them. And so kind of watching that process unfold has been really, uh, it's, it's, it's heartened to me 
because as I mentioned, uh, in the early days, I definitely had moments of panic uh, and moments of real fear. I have a, I, I'm not going to say that I have a weakened immune system, but um, I have had some health issues that make me question whether or not I would survive um, if I were to get this uh, mm. disease. And so um, I've had moments of panic, uh, but I think what has part of what's helped me get through it has been um, this just watching this incredible almost social experience uh, social experiment unfold and watching our species I believe that our species right now is evolving yeah. by going through this and learning how to cooperate even better and learning how to pivot and perhaps starting to understand the importance of uh, protecting your environment. We're watching in real time. I used to live in Beijing. We're watching the skies above Beijing just you know, clear up day by day. We're watching LA skies do the same. We can see in real time uh, what our effect on our planet is. And I believe, I hope, and I believe that this uh, pandemic, this what has been a tragedy for a lot of people, uh, will be uh, um, uh, an, an, an impetus for triumph for our species at large. I love that. I might have to cut that to the beginning. I mean, I won't, but I, it's, I think it's so important. <laughs> I hope people listen all the way to the end. I'll make sure. Um, Don, thank you so much for taking the time to share some of the things that you're working through, some of the things you're thinking about and sharing on the show. Thank you. Always. Whenever you call, I always show up. So thank, thank you, you for thank having you. me. That means a lot. And um, I want to thank the listeners for listening to Socially Distanced, hosted by me, Adam. Stay safe and remember, we are all more connected than we ever imagined.